back here on LA Gridiron Weekly. And look, man, I'm just going to go straight to the guest line because when you have a guy who has accolades and a resume this long, you don't let this man wait. You got to go right to him. He's a rapper, actor, film producer, writer, icon, mogul, executive. He's also a Hall of Famer, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2016. He's none other than Ice Q, man. What's up, Q? Yay, yay. Yeah, yeah. What's happening with you, man? How you I'm, feeling? I'm doing good, man. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. But what about you, man? I cannot believe this, that in 2017, you started this thing. You're a part of the group that started the big three. And I was like, the big three, that sounds pretty cool. Now, all of a sudden, it should be five years in, but we know about the pandemic last year. So this yeah. is year four. Can you believe how big the big three has gotten and just the, the growth of the last four, five seasons now? Man, it's a dream come true. You know, when you when you sit down and think about something and conceive, you know, what it could be. Um, and, you know, I always did things knowing that it's people out there just like me. Right. You know, so I felt like, damn, this is something I would pay for. Like if it came to the Staples Center, I would I would actually go and pay to, to see uh, the legends and, and the former NBA players and and the new players we got that people don't really know about, but I would I would be interested. So I said, damn, as a fan, this is working. So if it works for me as a fan, it, it could probably work as a business model. So just start hustling and, and man, it's been a grind, but here we are, you know, year four starts July 10th, CBS. You can also see the games on Triller and Fight TV. You know, I've always been jealous, Q, because after my eight year NFL career, like, like when you done playing football, like you done, like I can't go out there and play no more. I can't go to the pickup, go get a pickup game of football. I see guys now and I'm watching the big three ever since it first started. And I'm seeing guys who actually still got a lot left in the tank. It's just that this is a younger man's game in the NBA, but guys playing a form of basketball where they don't have to run up and down the court. That three on three setting is perfect for me. It's a perfect thing you guys got going. Yeah, you know, it's a great thing. And, and you know, we also know that sometimes it's not about your age or your skill. Right. It's a numbers game. Mm. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, you just the, the eye man out. And a lot of guys find themselves out the league before they're ready, um, before they're finished, before they're done because of the numbers game, uh, especially with the NBA. They don't like to keep the veterans around. Cause right. they got to pay them, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> right. they, they want that bench to be younger. Um, so, you know, guys are pushed out the league and then you find yourself uh, still with your skills, but no job, you know, not in the U S so right. guys would go overseas and play, but guys want to play in front of their friends in front of their family on the soil that they yeah. know. And so it's, it's a great opportunity to, to put guys back in the arena where they belong. You know, it's, it lifts up spirits. Some of these guys, man, I had Kenyon Martin's grandma come up to me. Wow. And she had tears in her eyes saying, I never thought I was going to see him play in the pros again. You know, I thought after the NBA, it was over. So those kind of things, man, keeps me going. You know, it's all about, you know, giving these guys their spirit back. Talking with one of the executives of the Big Three, Ice Cube, here on LA Gridiron Weekly. 
I know you got a couple of changes for this season of the big three. I see the age requirement went from age 27 to 22. You now have the bring the fire rule as well. Yeah. And then you got uh, the, it'll be between two cities, Las Vegas and New Orleans. So tell me what's going to be different about year four of the big three. Well, like you said, we got younger. So we have players, you know, you know, I think, you know, some of our players ain't even 25 yet. So wow. it's cool to see uh, the league get younger. Um, and, and the bring the fire rule brought to you by Taco Bell, our yes, new sir. sponsor. Uh, <laughs> we're proud of that. It's a rule where uh, a coach can challenge a foul <laughs> by making the players go one-on-one for the call. So yeah. if it's a foul he don't like, he could say, bring the fire. And those two players that was involved in the play got to go one-on-one. If he scores, uh, it's the foul counts. Mm-hmm. If he don't score, and the bucket count. Oh, wow. And then, <laughs> okay. Yeah, and if he don't score, the call comes off the board, no foul, we keep playing. So it, it's, a, it's a great rule. It's something that um, you can do in our league, I don't think you could pull that off in the NBA. Uh, so we like these little unique things that we can do with, with the big three that, that sets us apart from other leagues. Well, anything that Ice Cube touches definitely turns into gold, as well as a person who I respect that you work with as well, Miss Amy Trask, who worked with me yes. with the uh, then Oakland Raiders, now uh, one of the NFL um, voices that you hear every single Sunday. I want to get back to the big three. I'm going to shift just a little bit because mm-hmm. you are the president of Raider Nation. You, yes, like, you're, the, you're the president. And we yes, all sir. know about, about Raider Nation, that song that plays throughout the, uh, uh, the black hole. Man, what, what was just your, your take on the Raiders last year? Obviously, they didn't win winning, winning season. They did go eight and eight. But well, what's, your, what's your expectations for the Raiders now with they having full capacity in Las Vegas? Um, you know, the last year the Raiders had was a little disappointing. You know, they 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 beat some of the teams that you didn't think they could, and then they lost to some of the teams that they should have beat. Right. Um yeah. and they lost in, you know, the in the fourth quarter. Um, so they wasn't able to finish some of the games that they had to lead on. So that was disappointing, you know. Hopefully, Vegas with that new beautiful stadium, you know what I mean? The, the Death Star. <laughs> yeah. That they'll uh they'll win those games. They'll turn that around. You know, I know they played there last year with no crowd though. Right. But this year with a crowd, I think uh it, it'll give them get them over the hump. Um, you know, I, I like the quarterback. You know, I don't have a problem with the quarterback at all. And um, you know, it's just really about them showing up the defense. You know, I think they still could do better on the on the um, on the second level, on the third level. You know, and um, and and hey, play to win. You know, Raider <laughs> Raider football. Just win, baby. Just win. We're joined by yeah, we're joined by Ice Cube, rapper, actor, film producer, writer, mogul, executive, one of the executives of the Big Three, by the way, and a rock and roll Hall of Famer. But speaking of Big Three. I got to talk about the team in Los Angeles. And I'm not talking about the, the Clippers. Yeah. Talk about the Lakers, man. Yeah. Do you think the Lakers need a legitimate big three? Not just LeBron, AD, but a legitimate third guy who they can look to to be a scorer and not just that rotating guy 
that's been there for the last couple seasons? I think it would help. I don't think it's necessary to win a championship. I think, uh, you know, the rotation we got, you know, it's a different third guy every night. You know, sometimes it's Cal uh, Kuzma. You know, sometimes it's KCP. So you just never know who's going to break out, you know. So I don't I don't think it's necessary because we, we won the chip without having that bona fide third player. I do think we need um, a floor general. Uh, you know, Rondo, uh, people don't understand how smart and, and what kind of player he is, especially when it counts. Right. Um, so losing him, you know, was a big piece, even though I like uh, Schroeder. I just think he uh, he still needs to be a little seasoned in playoff basketball, when to go, when to hold, when to create, you know. Um, but but I don't think we need like a name person to come in and and then we end up getting rid of all of our utility pieces that help us win the championship. So injuries took us out the game this year, you know, nothing else. Well, I know one thing that a, a former Laker will be joining the big three this year, Mr. Nick Young, along with Jared Jack, a couple of swaggy new faces. Yeah, yeah, swaggy. I should have said a yeah, swaggy P for all those people out there joining the big three. Jared Jack, a former uh, warrior along the, uh, that early run with the Warriors. So you've got some new influx of talent with the big three now. Then you got the championship and playoffs, man, going on in Bahamas. How can I get on that Bahamas trip? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody trying to get on that trip, man. People want to, they want to uh, carry luggage. Uh, you know, one dude said, man, I, I, I'll be your ball boy. So, you know, it's a great incentive. Um, with a league like this, you have to find ways to make sure guys are playing their hardest right. and make sure guys come with the passion. Um, this year, you get paid a little more if you win the game than if you lose. So that's a great incentive. And now we got the Bahamas. Everybody want to make it to the playoffs. You know, they got their wives telling them, you better make it. You know, this <laughs> free trip to the Bahamas. So yeah. it's that extra pressure. And um, we love it because, you know, we give the people what they what they pay for. People watching us on CBS or Triller or Fight TV. You know, we don't want you to waste your time. We want you to see a game that's competitive and, and guys really battling to win because that's really what it's all about. Yeah, just a couple more minutes here with Ice Cube. You can follow him on Twitter at Ice Cube. And between the Orleans Arena and also Xavier University down there in New Orleans, how, uh, talk about Xavier University and how you guys are giving uh, one of the HBCUs its proper due and getting more attention to that university. Well, it's a great story. You know, we, um, we, 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 sorry about that. We was in, um, we was in, um, New Orleans last year for our playoffs. Right. And we played at, uh, the Smoothie King, uh, yeah. arena. And, you know, the, we could have went back and went there, but we was like, let's go back. You know, we there for three games in two weeks. So, Let's go to a place where we can create an atmosphere. We can we can uh, give back to a, a, a HBCU um, and put some attention on it. Hopefully, you know, get them some 
more enrollments, more people going and, and, and right. seeing what Xavier is all about. So we're, we're excited and, and happy that Xavier University, you know, they, they welcomed us with open arms to come do this. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a ball out there. <laughs> it's year four of the big three starting July 10th at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Before I let you go, Q, I've always said this. In my five years when I was with the Raiders, it was nothing cooler than going out there to warm-ups and looking to the sideline and says, there's a lot of people that wear silver and black, but can't nobody do it like you. Like, you did it differently than everybody, whether it was the jacket, it was the jersey, the lokes just, just, they just sit right, the hat sit right. I said that if there was ever a model of what it looks like to be a Raider fan and to dress, it had to be Ice Cube, man. So I want to thank you for that, brother. <laughs> I appreciate that. You know, I know, you know, I used to watch you play and to know that you was right there from Oakland, being able to play yes, for sir. your city, man. I knew how special it was for you to put on the silver and black, you know, and um, you did your thing out there, man. You <laughs> hell of a linebacker. And so, um, you know, that it, once you get the spirit, it's, it's over. You're done. You know, I started loving the Raiders in 1980, I believe. Um, and I ain't looked back. You know, they came to L.A. in 82, won the Super Bowl in 83. Yeah. Uh, the only team to win a Super Bowl in L.A. Yeah. So that that's why I'm the president of the Raider Nation because you know no matter where they are where they go, you know I'm I'm a I'm a passionate fan and, and through the hard times I still stay down. It don't matter. You know I'm gonna roll with the Raiders till we win the Super Bowl and then I'm gonna then I'm gonna show out. <laughs> then I'm gonna oh, show. Yeah. Out. <laughs> Always staying loyal, man. But uh, Q, man, I appreciate the time. I know you've been a busy, busy guy. The Big Three taking off year four, July 10th at the Orleans Arena. You can follow it uh, on CBS and Triller, all the games, man. Best of luck again, year four, Q. And look, best of luck to everything that you're doing because you always got Thank to you, man. something, brother. And uh, you're, you're a, a great influence for people to watch. And, and definitely uh, we uh, follow your leadership. I appreciate you, man. You know, anytime you want me on, you know, just holler. I'll be back. <laughs> back to holler at you. I appreciate everybody that's that's followed my career and you know I don't try I definitely won't won't bring you nothing uh that I won't accept. You know what I'm saying? So I, I make sure everything is is uh A1, top notch, top shelf, and um full of class. And so I appreciate everybody who who sees that and who uh you know, who follows what, what I do, you know, I'm trying to give you great entertainment, no matter where it's coming from, rap, movie or sports. <laughs> he's an executive with the big three, but he's also LA's own LA loyal. He's ice cube joining LA gridiron weekly. Appreciate the time cube. And uh, we're going to catch up soon, man. I appreciate it. Man. Salute. Much love and respect. <laughs> More LA gridiron weekly coming up next. Mm, I like that little West side, <laughs> you know how we do it. Special thanks again, Ice Cube, joining us last segment, man. Um, not going to lie to you all out there, man. A huge interview for myself. Um, always been an Ice Cube fan. So for me to actually interview somebody who you kind of fan out to and try to keep it composed, 
Yeah, I did my best. I did my best, y'all. So hopefully the interview came through uh, and you enjoyed it as much. A guy who I love watching, listening to his music, his movies. And again, I'm not going to lie to you, as a former player, you know, especially playing down in Oakland in the black hole as a, as a former Raider, you know, he would go out there during pregame warmups, right? So I'm, you know, warming up. I'm, you know, you, you, you're getting ready for the game. You're trying to keep your game face on, but you look to your left at the sideline, and there goes Ice Cube, man. Like, like the just the old school keep the you know the L.A. Raider hat, you know, just the Raider hat, the the sunglasses, the the jacket, and we go back to you know his N.W.A. days and. Like he made that 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 Raider jacket one of the popular jackets in the world. Like that Raider hat, one of the most popular hats in the world. It also made a lot of people Kings fans as well, LA Kings fan, because that hat looked good as well, man. But man, shout out to Ice Cube, man, for uh for that interview. Awesome stuff there. The big three is what he's got going on a year four of that. And also too, man, Ice Cube, appreciate the the kind words, man. The kind words from ice cube about myself hell of a linebacker i appreciate you cube i appreciate that yeah we're gonna use that for a drop so yeah if ice cube said i was a hell of a linebacker let me hear it one more time hell of a linebacker (laughs) there it is appreciate it man we've been talking about name image and likeness uh throughout this program and the name image and likeness of collegiate athletes collegiate athletics is it's going to be huge it's something that's going to be ongoing. It's a, an ever-evolving process. But this is brand new. This is the history of the NCAA has now changed, and I think it will trickle down to the collegiate. I mean, to the high school ranks. It will move up to the NFL. Who can keep their, um, you know, monetizing, and what's the deal is going to look like? Is it a one-year deal? Is it a two-year deal what is it going to look like i've been scouring uh every agent um and marketing person i can kind of get my hands on because i want to know what the impact is this is a whole new just demographic for a lot of people that you can go in and now just say you know what yeah i can make money off of my following that's the power of social media. You know, some people who say, I don't like social media. I hate social media. Social media is powerful. For me, I use social media for entertainment. I use it for information. Um, I use it just to stay caught up in the news a lot of times. I don't use it for a lot of people use it for different reasons, but those are kind of like the main reasons for me. I mean, it was a point where I would have to wake up uh, or stay up late at night to watch highlights from all the games. Right, where there's baseball, football, NFL, ba- uh, you know, basketball highlights. Now I go straight to a, a social media page, and boom, NBA highlights right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's good for me. And then if I want to see what the new influencer, right? What's the new music out? What's the new dress? What are what are people wearing now? Right? I can go follow all of that. You know, I, I had a chance to, um, you know, I shot five pars today, a couple, a uh, couple double bogeys today. So I'm really big into golf. So I've been, you know, following a lot of golf uh, pages as well. So I use the social media aspect for many different reasons, but all good. And so that's why I'm happy that this is something now that collegiate athletes can monetize. Now, as much as we're talking about college. How does it filter down to high school? 
because there are people who are in high school that has a following. We had a great caller earlier just talk about LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball was actually a bigger star than Lonzo Ball when he was in high school. His sophomore, junior year of high school, he was a bigger name than Lonzo. He could have monetized and made money as a high school player and been making thousands and hundreds and thousands of dollars as a high school influencer because people watched him. He also could have had his own shoe brand, his own shoe deal. We know, remember the big baller brand, the triple B's. Yes, he could have been monetizing, selling his own shoe. Just think about, and we laughed at LeVar Ball. I didn't laugh at LeVar Ball, but he honestly was on to something. And we kept telling him, some people kept saying, you can't do that. It's against the rules. And guess what? The NIL is legal. This is what people have talked about for so long that it's now legal. It's not against the rules anymore. You can make money off your name and likeness. But that being said, people, that being said, if name, image and likeness is legal now, legal now, you're able to make money, you're able to sign deals. If you're able to do that now, should it be retroactive? Should it be retroactive in terms of some collegiate athletes that had things stripped away? And one particular athlete we know very well here in Southern California was one of the prize superstar players, was probably the most famous football player in the early 2000s in the city of Los Angeles. It may be even the country that's right i'm talking about heisman trophy winner and i throw out the air quotes reggie bush because currently he does not have a heisman even though we saw him win it the heisman was taken away from him because of impermissible benefits while he was at usc but with now the name image and likeness being passed reggie bush has come out and he's spoken and he's written some statements and has now sent them to the Heisman Trust and also to the NCAA. Reggie wants his Heisman back. Reggie wants his records back. I'll let you hear what Reggie Bush wrote to the Heisman and NCAA coming up next here on LA Gridiron Weekly on 710. ESPN. Mm. I got to let this play for a little bit. Steve Pallet, our engineer, got a little something. Woo! LA Gridiron Weekly here on a Saturday holiday weekend, 4th of July weekend. If you are listening out there while you're driving, make sure, keep that seatbelt on. Let's make some good decisions this weekend. Fourth of July weekend, always a time to be around family, friends, and uh, the roads can be congested. Um, I know because I was on those same roads uh, so far this holiday weekend and looking forward to spending some time with family and friends. And I hope you are being safe out there as well. 877-710-ESPN is the phone number. 877-710-3776. Reggie Bush wants his Heisman back. With the name, image, and likeness rules that have now in, went into place on Thursday, Reggie Bush would like his Heisman back. And Reggie Bush actually 
on Thursday had a statement. He wrote a statement and he posted this to his verified Twitter account saying this. And I quote over the last few months on multiple occasions, my team and I have reached out to both the NCAA and the Heisman trust in regard to the reinstatement of my college records and the return of my Heisman. We have left multiple messages for Michael Comfort, the president of the Heisman trust, but instead received a phone call from Rob Whalen, who's the executive director who stated that Mr. Comerford would not be calling us back and that in any event, they could not help us. We have reached out to the NCAA on multiple occasions and received no help or got no response at all. It is my strong belief that I won the Heisman trophy solely due to my hard work and dedication on the football field. And it also is my firm belief that my records should be reinstated. And a little bit later on that same day, after this statement was posted onto Twitter and everybody read it and it was going across social media and all the news reports and outlets, uh, Reggie Bush then also tweeted out, I never cheated this game. That was what they wanted you to believe about me. So Reggie Bush was saying, look, I didn't cheat the game. I did not. I did not cheat the game. I went out there. I played. I did everything right. Now, there were some things that happened off the field in terms of uh, not necessarily name, image, likeness, but impermissible benefits to, to his family outside of the USC prison. Um, people who wanted to be in, 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 in business with Mr. Bush and his family, right? Wanted to solve the big dollar signs of what could be in the future for Reggie Bush. It's crazy. Cause I saw it. I was around it. Can't believe it. I was around it. I was around it. I saw it happening where there were people who I knew because I went to college down in San Diego. I have a lot of people, a lot of connections down there. And I saw the people who wanted to who try to gravitate around that Bush family and wanted to be a part of They wanted to get along, get on that train. Right. And there were some benefits that were that were that were given. Now, to the knowledge of Reggie Bush, I cannot say he won't say, but the NCAA deemed it and they took away his Heisman trophy, not because of him cheating the game, not because of uh, him uh, doing something different or in terms of performance enhancing or no, none of that. Something that that was off the field that didn't even concern the f the play on the field. And now we come to a point where the NCAA is saying, yeah, you could have monetized your name, image and likeness. And if I can only imagine at the time when Reggie Bush was the biggest thing in Los Angeles, I can tell you this. He could have brought in millions of dollars for himself. He was the hottest thing in Los Angeles. And for all those people out there in L.A. right now listening, being around Reggie Bush, who's one of my good friends, <laughs> um, hanging around him, walking around different places and being with him. I tell you this, it was <laughs> I just tell stories of of the places that we went to, the people that we met and the attention that we garnered in Los Angeles in the early 2000s. And I'm like, wait, this dude is in college. <laughs> I used to watch him when we were in high school, when he was in high school at Helix High School down in San Diego when I was just a young freshman at San Diego State and when we first met. And this was the guy who wore glasses in high school and all this attention. And I'm saying, 
I, I can't believe this is happening. And so now fast forward to where we are now and you're starting to get this groundswell of people who want to see those records back, who want to see that Heisman Trophy return to Reggie Bush. One of the guys was another USC great, Keyshawn Johnson. Uh, on his show, he talked about what's going on with Reggie Bush and his Heisman. Here's Keyshawn Johnson. I mean, they shouldn't have never taken it in the first place. We all saw Reggie Bush on the field, and we all saw exactly what Reggie Bush did in college. Okay, so you, you're taking this Heisman from him to begin with. And when that first happened, and I told Reggie, I said, man, if I was you, the first thing I would do is I'd chop that thing up to a thousand pieces, put it in a USPS box. There you go. And send it back <laughs> with a letter with some other stuff in that what letter. What kind of tool you have but, to have to cut up the Heisman? That's my real follow-up. I saw it do it. I saw it do it because the NC2A is stupid. Other players have gotten themselves into situations in the past, and they've won awards, and they didn't take their stuff back. But this was a deeper, this was just deeper what happened to USC at that time. It was deeper than just Reggie Bush. It has something to do with the USC, the program, the way we were had the swag. It was just a whole different level. Yeah, a whole different level. This was like, everybody was kind of mad at USC. USC was the premier program in college football. They were the program. They were the biggest program in the country, and they were in Los Angeles, the number two media market. It was just to be around Southern California at that time and be around those games, having a lot of friends on the squad and being around them as my season ended early <laughs> in college at San Diego State and to come up to USC and hang out with a lot of my guys on the squad and the team and be around it was uh, was something bigger, like Keyshawn was saying. Paul Feinbaum, who, who spoke a little bit earlier, we had him earlier on talking about uh, you know just the Heisman back to Reggie Bush, and he, he, here's his thoughts as well on what the Heisman Trust should do for Reggie. Yes, he should get his Heisman back. We're not in a court of law here. We're giving opinions based on what we know, and, and very, very rarely does the NCAA go back retroactively. They're not going to in this case, but the Heisman Trust can. It is within their power to say, you know what, uh, after further review, he deserves the Heisman Trophy, and I think they should do that, and I think it would send a tremendous message across the country, if not the world, that Things have changed, and have they ever after yesterday? Mm. And just the athlete support for Reggie Bush and the Heisman Trophy. I know I want him to have that trophy back. A lot of people, I know George Kittle, tied in for the 49ers. He tweeted out, hey, NCAA, give Reggie Bush his Heisman Trophy back. Do the right thing. Robert Griffin III, a former Heisman Trophy winner himself, said it's time to give Reggie Bush his Heisman Trophy back on Twitter as well. And our college basketball analyst, Jay Billis, here on ESPN, he had this to say. He went a little deeper than Reggie Bush, but he's so right on this one. And he tweeted this one out. Hey, NCAA, since you have now admitted, right? And he's saying admitted with the new NIL rules now that are taking place. He's saying that NCAA, since you now have admitted that college athletes are professional, how about riding past wrongs? and reinstating the records of Reggie Bush, the Fab Five, which we know, Chris Weber, Jawan Howard, Jalen Rose, uh, Ray Jackson, Jimmy King, <laughs> my youth right there, all of, and the countless others who you mistreated over the phony concept of amateurism. It was unfair then, and clearly so 
right now. That was Jay Billis on Twitter. So this has just been just a firestorm now that people are trying to go retro now. Go retro because there are a lot of people that the NCAA benefited from, benefited a ton and told them, no, shame on you for trying to monetize for your name, image, and likeness. Shame on you. And now in 2021, okay, no, you can do it now. Like, come on, man. It don't work that way. Come on, NCAA. Do the right thing. And so uh, I know Fox reporter and the athletic writer Bruce Feldman on Twitter, he spelled it out like this. The statement from the Heisman Trust about Reggie Bush in the Heisman. Uh, the Heisman Trust has said this. Should the NCAA reinstate Reggie Bush's 2005 status, the Heisman Trust looks forward to welcoming Reggie Bush back to the Heisman family. So the Heisman folks have now punted. Basically, they have punted the ball to the NCAA. Okay? So when the NCAA says we reinstate Reggie Bush or we reinstate his records, all the things that happen, because right now currently the NCAA is saying the 2005 season for Reggie Bush and the wins by USC are actually eradicated. They're gone. They're not in the record books. They are not. This is almost as if it never happened. Once all of that is reinstated, once all of that is now back, then the Heisman Trust says, yes, we will give Reggie Bush his Heisman back. He will now be allowed to come down to the downtown athletic club and be a part of that fraternity of Heisman Trophy winners. Ball's in your court now, NCAA. The ball is in your court, in your possession. And we just mentioned it. Reggie Bush has reached out multiple times, multiple times to get a response. And it has not heard anything from the NCAA. Time is ticking. And I think we'll see a groundswell of people still going out and, 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 and trying to um, get the NCAA to do the right thing. I'm going to get a phone call in before we take our last break and we get to the two-minute drill in the last segment. Let's go to uh, Mitch. Mitch in Jersey. What's going on, Mitch? Hey, Kirk. How you doing? Happy 4th. Oh, happy 4th to you, man. What's going on, my man? Man, it's just two hours business. Is that enough for you? I mean, I mean, so much going on in sports, but two hours is not enough. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nah. It's okay. I'm sure you're busy the rest of your week, too. And it all goes so fast. Um, could you just imagine? I'm a big Reggie Bush fan, big UFC guy. Yes. Just imagine how much money that like, Ricky Bell could have made. <laughs> uh, Harold Minor. Yeah. And what they did to Re- what they did to Reggie Bush was so unfair. I mean, that is that is uh, unscrupulous. You know what happens? You know, with the family taking the money. Um, but I'm sure that's just a drop in the bucket for these universities and, and NCAs, a billion dollar business. Can you? Um, I mean, I, I, I love the high school recruit. I love all USC at all the talent that they're trying to bring in. Um, I, I think I saw the other day, uh, I think it was running back, six feet, 205, class of 2025. That makes him a senior in junior high. I'm from the East Coast here, so now it's junior high over here. Yeah. <laughs> where we do our course. That, that's four years. It's, it's amazing. And I guess with this rule now, they can make money through social media. I don't know how to do that. And I have a few more dollars in my pocket. But I guess before then, they'd be in trouble. Well, but, but and one more thing. I, I guess it just won't it'd just be the cream and the cream. 
I don't see how every single addict on the team, the backup center, the backup quarterback maybe, but, you know, the backups, yeah. how are they going to take, take advantage? And they just have to get a scholarship and enjoy the game because it's just four years and that's it. Um, yeah, I got you. About time, the NCA. Thanks for taking yeah, my no, call. I got you. I, pre- I appreciate the phone call, Mitch. Yeah, I truly understand. I get it. There is a, uh, you know, it, it's not, for, like I said, this is not for everyone. Meaning that we're talking about only, I wouldn't say a handful. We're talking about a good number of collegiate athletes, but not all of them will be able to have name, image, and likeness. I know if I'm a, I'm a for me, and I'll leave it at this, but I was maybe a three-star, two-star recruit coming out of high school. I wasn't you know, the biggest recruit and I came in and had to work my tail off and eventually accomplished my dream, which was getting to the NFL. But I don't think I would have had a name image likeness contract my freshman year or sophomore year. You got to earn that status. And some guys have that status because of where they're from, things like that. So yeah, it's going to be different. It's not for everyone, but you know what? We'll see as this thing starts to really take shape over the coming weeks and months and maybe even years. So we'll see where it goes from there. 877-710-ESPN is the number, 877-710-3776. Coming up next, the NFL announced a couple of things this week. Uh, If you missed them, I'll uh, rehash what the NFL did this week. And it involves L.A. on all on, on both topics. It involves L.A. or we can say Southern California. I'll let you know what I'm talking about coming up next here on L.A. Gridiron Weekly on 710 ESPN. Back here. Yes, indeed. 877-710 ESPN, 877-710-3776. Had a great show for you today. Great show. It was an amazing show, man. And if you missed it, make sure you go to our, our station website, our station's radio, Twitter page, all of it. Just look it up, L.A. Gridiron Weekly. Make sure you go find those interviews I had today with Shannon Polk and Ice Cube. Outstanding stuff. Just talking a little bit about the name, image, and likeness. <laughs> I didn't think it would dominate the show the way that it did, but that was really the big news around sports name image and likeness right obviously the nba is getting ready to start their final soon with one participant already in the phoenix suns and then you know you're waiting on who's going to come out of the east it will be the atlanta hawks or the bucks so you have that going on obviously you got the olympic stuff going on the hockey is in full swing so this is that downtime, the down period of the nfl so to speak so you get a lot of that um, one story I want to get to before we drop the two minute drill, and I mentioned it has some Southern California flavor. The NFL announced this week hard knocks will return to Southern California, <laughs> except it won't be Raiders. I'm sorry, I'm not sorry, it won't be Chargers and Rams, it will be the Dallas Cowboys. Now they'll have training camp down in Oxnard. It's America's team. They've got everything going. Dak Prescott back, contract, all of that good stuff. So, yes, we are going to see Hard Knocks, America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. And so it's going to be pretty funny. But let's get to this two-minute drill. 
It's time for the two-minute drill on L.A. Gridiron Weekly. The other story I had involves a little bit of style. When I say a little bit of style, it's because the NFL said this week that teams across the National Football League are now allowed to have a second helmet. Now, people are like, what? A second helmet? Don't they? No. The NFL had only said teams are permitted to have one helmet that they must wear all year long. They wear it every game. Okay. But now the NFL has now allowed teams to go out and get another helmet, meaning a lot of the throwback uniforms can now come alive. So if you're a Rams fan, you can get those old school, remember those old school white helmets with the blue horns, or you can go just the traditional, remember the gold and blue uniforms with those helmets that go along with that. I cannot wait to see what goes along with that. It's going to be very, very interesting how those uniforms will be. Also, the Chargers right now, they got the white helmet with the uh, gold lightning bolt. But you remember the Chargers back in the 70s had that blue helmet with the blue face mask and the gold uh, bolt on it. So that's going to be interesting to see what comes of that uniform as well. So I'm excited, man, because I love throwbacks. And I saw the Buccaneers. They're going to get those cream sickle helmets back with those cream sickle jerseys, man. But wow, what a great show for everybody, man. Special thanks to Shannon Polk, our attorney agent from IHC Sports. Join us. Ice Cube, the music mogul, he joined us, man. Appreciate it again, Ice Cube, for Steve Pallett, our engineer. For Jesse Lopez, our producer. I'm Kirk Morrison, man. And guess what? This has been LA Gridiron Weekly on 710. ESPN. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Be safe and don't forget to buckle up.